And welcome back, everyone, to the Pivot Podcast. Yay for Pivot Wednesday. Um, So we're here for almost, so we have like, what, three episodes left? Three more after this, right? So this episode we're covering is for season two, episode 22, the one with the two parties. I am so excited for this episode. We've been talking about this for a while, I think. Yeah, this is just, this is one of my all time, I'm going to spoil it. This is one of my all time favorite episodes. Really? Yeah. I feel like this is a very landmark episode. Like you just, you know, this episode, how this episode didn't win any Emmys is beyond me. I agree. Actually, honestly, that kind of pisses me off. It's not my all time favorite, but it is high up there. Yeah. So I am surprised that this didn't because I feel like there was some really good stuff. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. but before we get into the episode, we have a few things to chat about. Yes. Cause I have one thing I want to know your thoughts on, and then you have some thoughts. I got thoughts. Okay. So I'll tell you what I should have texted you today (laughs) and told you to watch this movie because I just need your thoughts on it. But you would have had to text me way more than that. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's true. Um, I really want you to watch Teen Witch. Oh, yes. Okay. And here's why, because you got to watch it. It is loosely not loosely it is a hundred percent related to friends because what the the guy who plays chip is the male like romantic lead in it really yes and now like it is a hundred percent she's 80s so yes no you know that is not my jam i'm looking up teen witch right now it's on hbo 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 all right i will give it a shot thank you okay but you're gonna be proud of me because I have never seen Sleepy Hollow with Johnny Depp. Depp. Did you watch it? I watched it today. What'd you think? I loved it. Isn't it fucking good? Now, here's the crazy part. And this is maybe where my nerdiness kind of comes in. And I, I freaked out a little bit. I was like, wow. Uh. Um, so I'm watching it. And I'm like, wait a second. I know that voice. One of the the male character, the the dad, Christine Ricci's dad, yeah. is Dumbledore. Yes. And I recognize the voice. Yes. His wife, or so Christina Ricci's stepmom, is Rita Skeeter from. Yes. And then the magistrate is Vernon Dudley. It, yeah. It's. um, And then I think one of the guys is Mr. Dudley. That That's. That, sorry. Yes. <laughs> I know what you're. Yes. <laughs> it's basically like a Harry Potter cast. Yes. I was like, oh my God. This is like. Harry it's Potter a who's who of Harry Potter. I was and now and then I kept searching. I was like, oh my gosh, is there anybody else in this movie? Like, It's so good. It was really good. And it's very rewatchable. I think so too. I mean, after having just watched it and like you learn the whole, like the secrets that come out and, and yeah. like the twists and stuff. I I think I could easily rewatch it because it, it is spooky and a little creepy slash mm-hmm. bloody, but it's not so much to where I couldn't handle it. The bloody stuff is actually kind of is cheesy enough to yeah, like move past. Yeah. I think, you know, I'm not opposed to giving Teen Witch a try. You have to be in and a I'll really tell cheesy you why. mood. I'll tell you why. Okay. Graham and I have been watching the Fall of the House of Usher on Netflix. <gasps> Ooh, is that good? Um, it put me in a really bad mood last night. I'm oh, not no. gonna lie. Okay. I, you know, usually I, I'm much better at handling scary movies than Graham and I, it's good. It's got some fucking weird ass sex stuff. It's like, everybody wants to try to be euphoria these days. Oh, whatever. 
And it started out and it was really good and it hooked us. But this last episode, I was so bored. I was so over like all of the crazy sex stuff. And I was just like, it's spooky, but then also like it moves kind of slow. It's like the Edgar Allan, based on Edgar Allan Poe. I think it's like oh. the Raven or something like that. And it's definitely up my alley, but it put me in the worst mood. And I was like, I just wonder if maybe like in this pregnancy, I don't want <laughs> to be like, like, I think I just need more upbeat. Yeah. You know what I mean? You need some more positivity. For some reason, that shit's not landing. And I just need lighthearted positivity, sleepy hollow, haunted <laughs> mansion, you know. <laughs> Halloween town. Halloween town. <laughs> not practical magic. We covered that. It was fine. Yeah. But not, um, not your jam. And, I, and I'm wondering, like, because I was like, why is this movie putting, or why is the show putting me in the worst mood ever? That's so funny. Maybe it's just like not hitting. And I think it's, I think it actually is a very good movie. I think where, or why do I call it a movie? It's a TV show. (laughs) I think it's actually very good, but I think with where I'm at being pregnant, just kind of like trying to always protect my peace. Like I just, I don't know. Yeah. You need, you need something not so like, like a downer. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Now, Maybe next year. Have you ever watched the American Horror Stories? Yes. I love, love those. Um, I like one, the first season. Murder House. I, second season. What is the second? Is the second season was, was Asylum, I As- think. Asylum, and then there was Hotel Hell. That one was with Lady Gaga. Yes. That one was good. <sighs> that one was brilliant. I loved that one so much. Mm. Um, there was also Freak Show. I did not watch Freak Show. I liked Freak Show. It Murder House and then Hotel Hell and Freak Show and then Asylum and then Roanoke. Roanoke was my least favorite. Was that the Coven one? No, Coven, Coven is a was separate different. one. Yeah, that if you guys haven't watched American Horror Story, it is it is creepy. Like it is yeah. full creepy. It's it can really be, good though. It is so well done. The stories are amazing. I just I really appreciate the thought into detail. So what's really interesting is every season it's a different take on something creepy. So Freak Show is about like a carnival with a bunch of like quote unquote freaks. Mm-hmm. They use similar casts, at least like three or four of the same. Like Sarah Paulson oh. is always there. She's so good. Um, Angela Bassett is sometimes there. Yep. Um, I'm just going down the thing. There was the one guy that's always there. Um, the kid in Murder House. Oh God, I can't yeah, think of his he, name. He, Evan Peters. Yes. Evan Peters is yes. always there. So there's there was one really good. I can't watch because I was like, ooh, another American Horror Story. I can't watch this most recent one with Emma Roberts and Kim Kardashian because I think it's um, there's like a pregnancy element to it. Ooh. And I don't think it's a very positive pregnancy element. So yeah. I will not be watching that. Yeah. Yeah. Fa- similar to Murder House. If you guys watch that and you are pregnant, do not. I would suggest skipping that one. Um, I don't remember. Don't tell me. We'll talk about it later. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me when the baby's here. Anyways, so lots of Halloween movie thoughts. I loved Sleepy Hollow. I thought that it was so awesome. So I think I told grandma last night, I was like, you know what? We need to watch Sherlock Holmes. That's my perfect, like, that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. You need mystery with a little bit of thriller, but Mm -hmm. not like, I don't know, so much sadness. Literally. Yeah. And it can't be boring. Like, yeah. (laughs) Your standards are high right now. That's okay. Okay. 
I was thinking coming here and I was like, I need to know Natalie's thoughts. Okay. Did you watch, because you're into football, did you watch the Chiefs? I know exactly what you're talking about. What the actual fuck? That Brittany Mahomes is thirsty as fuck? Yes. No, 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 no. No. Graham and I were also talking, like, I think people are maybe too hard on her just because she's not, like, gorgeous and beautiful. No, I think she is beautiful. I I don't think it's anything to do with that. I think she's annoying and she just... Yeah. But regardless. Anyway. The handshake between Taylor Swift and Brittany Mahomes. Yes. What is happening here? She's thirsty. That's that's my whole Natalie, thing. This it's Taylor Swift too. You can't put that all on Brittany Mahomes. That's so funny because I had that thought of like, girl, why are you hitching your ride to her? And I think it's because I, but Taylor Swift has handshakes. That's a Taylor Swift thing. She's got handshakes with like her people. Oh, I didn't know that. But like, I have a real issue with this. Like, we are not, we are not in high school anymore. And I just yeah can't. And at first I was like, oh my God, they have a handshake. That's so lame. And then I saw another viewpoint today where Jackson Mahomes, Mahomes gets in it, gets yeah, in it at the end. Irritating. And I was like, this shit has got to stop. It's like when. It's so you, obvious they're doing it because they know that they're being watched 24 seven. Yes. I mean, I sent you that thing today with Lance Bass. It was a joke because he was at the Chargers game and he has a sign as, yeah. as the camera pans to him and says, I'm not Taylor Swift. That's it, also very annoying because it's like, you really <laughs> planned that. You thought that through really hard, didn't you, Lance? Oh, right. Exactly. Like, like that's pathetic. I think I thought it was funny. It's so stupid. Like what is wrong with everybody? I think it's one of those things that's like your relationship is new she's been around and you kind of are having some sort of respect. And I think that it's also like, she doesn't, I honestly think deep down that Taylor Swift is a really great human being. And I think oh, she's, without a doubt, she's, she's a trying wonderful to be nice. human being, but that's who Taylor Swift is. Taylor yeah. Swift is cringy as fuck. Yeah. And I say that with love. She's like a I'm, Jennifer Lawrence cringy. And I love no, that. No, 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 no. Jennifer Lawrence is not cringy like that. She's clumsy. Jennifer Lawrence is hilarious. And like, <laughs> she, is. she is unfiltered, hilarious, real and raw. Taylor Swift is curated, careful, and cringy. Curated cringy. Oh, I can get you know on board I mean? with that. I can get on board with that. And, and it's not just Brittany Mahomes. Like, Taylor Swift loves the handshake and the fact that this shit is like being broadcast and it's like everywhere and then the jackson mahomes of it all it's like Ugh, the jackson mahomes of it all. i think it's it's so bad i think that taylor swift is in her live in the moment era that's i feel like it's your new boyfriend you're super excited you know you're rose-colored glasses on she's just trying to be nice to everybody she's acting like she's 16 years old yeah well you know it's like she's going back to high school she's dating the popular football player she's going to his game she's wearing his jersey you, you see what i'm saying like i know i hate it i do too I but i also so like so much i also love it for her because this was not what she got in high school and now she gets to like live out like her give inner me, child is so happy right now tiana give me giselle bunchen vibes like have you seen giselle bunchen at at games yeah she's a bitch with an rbf man. i love it we need more of that energy we need more like i'm here i know exactly who i am my husband is the shit have you seen her when she gets so mad she's like yes. my husband cannot catch and throw the ball at the same fucking time like i love that energy <laughs> well Please? there's a reason they're also divorced now well also team giselle but um, <laughs> same <laughs> I, I need that energy the fact it's the, it pisses me off because i think she knows the camera's on her all the time and it's like 
You're talking about Taylor Swift. Yeah. Yes. Taylor Swift. This is so curated and like, oh, of course you have a handshake with Britney. This is not the parent trap. Yeah. I mean, I get it, but I think that she's also been conditioned to be so calculated because that's how, that's what she's grown up in, you know? And I don't think that she would be as successful if she wasn't as calculated and curated. I, I really don't. I don't know about that. I think so. Well, I, I, I think if it I was see cringy. another fucking handshake. Oh, if I see her and Brittany Mahomes together again, I just was like, really? And then Jackson Mahomes, of course, he's he's. Uh, mm. I get that she would be hanging out with Brittany Mahomes because it's it's your dude's best friend's girl, like wife. Like you got to make it work. But do you have to stand right next to the window? Do, do you? Natalie, that's the point. Yeah. Yes, they do. <laughs> Because they know they're being watched. Absolutely. Well, then why not be calculated about it? If you know you're being watched, then why not be thoughtful about what you're going to do instead of looking like a complete idiot? You don't, you don't have to, you don't look like a complete idiot if you're not calculated. Like you can, you can be not calculated and still not look like a total idiot. But maybe Taylor Swift doesn't believe that because she's deep down just a total like nerd. Well, I mean... We could psychoanalyze this all day long. <laughs> it's just, I can't. I I love, if it were anybody else, I would have been fine with it. I wouldn't have even given it a second thought, but the fact that it was Brittany Mahomes was like, cringe, See, girl, what are you doing? Why did you, why are you hitching your wagon to that giddy up over there? She's trying to be nice. Brittany Mahomes is thirsty as fuck and needs to just be more sincere as a person instead of like looking like you're trying to like climb the ladder. Like she just wants... I don't know. Brittany Mahomes just doesn't seem very genuine. I know. I think, I don't think she gets a fair, I don't think she gets a fair assessment. We may have to have a, a side conversation about this because I think we could go on forever. Yeah, that's true. But because we are here to talk about <laughs> friends. This Not, episode's going to be so long. <laughs> I know because it's so good though. So this one, our writer is Alexa Young. And, and I was back. not surprised. Not I was at like, all. I didn't know that the Alexa had written we're on first name basis. I didn't know that she had <laughs> written this episode and I was like, that makes sense. Like I've realized now I love her episodes and director Michael Lambeck mm-hmm. who did this episode as well. I love them. This makes sense that I've always loved this episode and that they are the ones that put it together. Yeah. That this duo, I feel like works really well together. Yeah. So our original air date for this episode is May 2nd, 1996. All right. So let's get into the recap, shall we? Let's do it. Okay, so there's not really any, like, storylines. It's just, like, one storyline, Rachel's birthday party. Yes. Monica's throwing a party for Rachel. They make the guest list. They realize they can't invite both of Rachel's parents because they're getting divorced and hate each other. So her mom gets the invite because Monica already invited her. Love it. The night of the party, Rachel's dad stops by and realizes they're throwing a party for her, and he decides to stay, which I thought was kind of weird, but fine. A little weird, but he's like, you're having a party. Party. As he's there, Rachel's mom also arrives, and this is just kicks off a game of cat and mouse, trying to keep Rachel's parents away from one another. The guys end up throwing a second party for Rachel at their apartment, where Rachel's dad hangs out, and then her mom stays at the girls' apartment for Monica's party. Love it. Rachel has to run between the two parties. She's completely deflated, though, because the the parents just can't stop complaining about each other and the divorce, which would drive me crazy. Oh my gosh, it was absolutely horrible. It was horrible. So by the end of the night, Rachel hides out in the hallway. Chandler comforts her because he's been through divorce as a child as well. Rachel realizes that the rest of her life is going to be like this with her parents separated. 
it's interesting because we talk so much about Matthew Perry and how like Chandler is Matthew Perry. And I'm yeah. like, here's, here's another thing again, where he's talking about parental divorce. And I was trying to think when he's like, I even got a governor and I was like, Ooh, is that like a, I, I was loosely trying to tie that to prime minister. I don't think I can get there, but I thought for a second no. because his mom ends up Canadian. Yeah. yeah, no, no, I can't get there. So sorry. But I thought that that was funny. The night ends with the friends coordinating goodbyes for both parents at the same time, which is hilarious. The birthday flan gets smashed by a volleyball and that's that. <laughs> yes. Thank God. Flan is disgusting. I'm sorry. I- <laughs> Hot take. I hate flan. You know, I don't mind it. It's, it's a, what is it? The um, traditional Mexican, Mexican custard dessert. Yes. Okay. The custard part's good, but like, I don't know the gel, anything gelatinous is not always my jam. I don't know. It depends. Now, if someone made me a birthday flan versus a cake or something, I would probably have a problem. Oh, absolutely. If they make me a birthday pie, like anything that's not like a cake, cupcake, something like. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird. Unless I specifically request this. Right. Like super, super weird. But yeah. And then, okay. Monica's. Food committee. Her okay, whole- let's, let's start at the beginning. Okay. Because the intro at the diner, it's ev- all the friends except for Rachel. Yes. And they're basically planning this party. Monica's going to throw it. Yes. And she's got the poached, poached salmon and food committees. Like Ugh, poached salmon. Monica is just on a totally different level than the rest of the friends on what makes a good party. I felt like you were Monica and I was Phoebe in this whole conversation. It was like what did Phoebe say? She said, you know, fancy parties are only fun if you're fancy on the inside. And I just don't think we are. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that is so me. <laughs> I am not. It'd be like if you and I tried to throw a party, it would be, oh my God, could it you, would be all over the place. Could you imagine us trying to throw a party together? Absolutely not. It would be uh, a mess. It would be a total mess. But, it, <laughs> but you have better taste, I feel like, than poached salmon. That sounds. Poached salmon and food committee. Yeah. It's just, it's funny. It's just, I love, I love the dichotomy and like Monica's being all fancy as she's working in the diner in her like costume. And she's like, Joey, they're not real. And she like honks her boob. I start miles beneath this thing. It's like porno for clowns. <laughs> Such a, Chandler has so many good one-liners this episode. Mm-hmm. I, I love that line was really funny. Yeah. And just the, the, I mean that, that whole scene is so short, but it's so good. Cause you already get the, the feel that like. Monica throws parties like this. The rest of the friends are just 20 something year olds that just want some beer, pizza and a cake. That's it. Very simple. Keep it simple. Um, I thought this was funny when it comes to the guest list. Oh my God. Joey has to veto some women because they steal quote unquote, (laughs) AKA he slept with them and didn't call him back. I love that. She also steals. She also steals. I love that Chandler like calls him out directly. Like it's yeah. not like, well, maybe Joey had some fun time with them. It was like very directly. Maybe Joey slept with them and then didn't call them back. Yeah. I was like, Ooh, I love that. Cause he's like, I, th- I got feelings, maybe too, too many feelings or something. And the girls, the girls buy it. Yeah. <clears throat> and Chandler's like, or he's just being a guy. <laughs> I like that. He tried to pull that one. That was funny. That was yeah. smart. Yeah. Um, Okay. The funneling of guests. Yes. This is, I, I like that. It, it's I like love a, that it's Chandler that's doing it. Yeah. Chandler and Phoebe, 
well, Phoebe comes later. Yeah. But yeah, I love that Chandler's like, okay, now you over here, you're hot. You mm-hmm. go to party number one. Yes. And you go to party number two, AKA the guys go to Monica's and all the hot <laughs> girls go to Chandler and Joey's. Monica's like, can you send some <laughs> women to my party? And I I was felt bad because I was like, well, now I feel bad for the women that are at Monica's party because there are some women at Monica's party. Yeah. They're just not your like conventionally hot girls. Right, right, right. Which I would feel bad about. It's a very like original Facebook thing where they're like yeah. kind of rating women as they come in. Oh yeah. But to your point, Phoebe ends up sneaking guys over. Like like she's sneaking like refugees over. I know. So they I have, was like, was this beer? They have pizza. They will take care of you. They will take care of you. What you hear is true. Yeah. Everything you hear is true. It's almost also kind of like, um, is it like a Schindler's List kind of thing? Or is it like an Underground Railroad commentary? I think it's like an Underground Railroad okay. commentary. But it's also like Handmaid's Tale commentary. Oh my opinion. God. You know what I mean? Pre-Handmaid's People, Tale, yes. Pre-Handmaid's Tale, obviously. But like sneaking up to Canada because the US has turned into a shit show yeah but i i think it's more a commentary on like the underground railroad like yes. everything you've heard is true yes i love they it. will take care of you they will take care of you no there isn't time you must leave everything behind yeah oh my gosh so good the it, brilliant love the writing or it could also be like during the holocaust that's that was my thought was like is this like a holocaust thing or is this i feel like it's probably more underground rail, railroad i feel i felt maybe more holocaust because of the whole like leave everything behind Oh, could be. You know, you got to go. Yep. That is very true. So either way, it ends up being a funny little quip and I love Phoebe for it. Yeah, it's great. Um, Let's talk about the two parties. Yeah. They have major different vibes. Uh, Yeah. One's a downer, one's an upper. But we're not surprised, right? The guys have fun, music, volleyball, and beer. Yeah. Oh, you weren't attached to that gray lamp, were you? <laughs> Dude, some lady just stuck her tongue down my throat. I'm not even listening to you. <laughs> and Monica's is quiet, has word games. It does have better decorations. And probably better food. And well, but it, well higher end food, fancier food, if you will. Salmon moose. Saint poached salmon. Sam, salmon moose. Salmon what? moose sounds nasty. What is wrong with you? It's the staging area. So the way that they set it up is Monica's is the staging area. And the actual party is at the guys for for monica or for rachel's dad yes yep that's what they tell him to keep him out of there i'm assuming we would all rather be at the guy's party right a hundred percent like even if you and i had to plan a party together i feel like we would still have the fun of the chandler joey one maybe not volleyball in the bedroom but like monica's party is just something to be like what in the actual world like what in the actual anal controllingness? So boring. So boring. No, I don't want you to like run this and like have strict rules on games. No, I'm I not. feel like it's that way because no one was there to control Monica. No one, like the guys weren't <laughs> there to like reel her, reel her in. in and be like, Monica, no one wants to play word games. Like we yeah. just want to party. Yeah. But the the dancing at the guys, did you see the dance? Like, like the way that the <laughs> people were dancing at the um guys party was, it was terrible so bad it was so terrible but i love it and like you got gunther who's like hopping in like a bunny and you're just like what is happening but it's also maybe that's just like how people dance when they're drunk and like you don't notice until you're sober that's true i don't even want to know what i looked like at one point while i was dancing um there's just so much to talk about because like the 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 dynamic between Ross and Dr. Green, Dr. Green is so funny. It is so wonderful to see Ross squirm. I, he, and, but the, you feel bad for him. Do you not? 
You do because Dr. Dr. Green hates this, hates Ross, puts it to him, doesn't even give him an inch. I love it. I think it's so, so funny. He's so put out with Ross. He has no patience. He (laughs) he like hates that he's even talking to Ross and is like, God, why is this guy here? Like last person I want to talk to. He's like, this is the guy that my daughter has chosen. Right. Oh my gosh. And then the whole thing where he's like coming up with new words he's like, Great time to use that word for the first oh, time. Righty Roo. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because he has to go. He because Doctor Green needs his stuff, but the stuff his was it his glasses, his cigarettes, cigarettes and scotch are all in the staging area. So yep. Ross has to go get it. It's like, it's so funny. He's like scotch, neat. He's like cool. <laughs> no, not on neat as in no rocks. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I love how this like leads up to some more comedic stuff with Rachel's mom, Sandra, and yeah. how she's like, oh my God, Rachel, you are dating your father. <laughs> I think it's just really good writing. Yes. It's really, really good writing. Like mm-hmm. the conversation between Ross and Dr. Green and then Sandra and like, ra- like the whole way that things tie through and just weave through the episode. Like no one has their own individual storylines. Everything is woven really nicely and it's so good. Yeah. It flows so well. I think that's the thing with her episodes. They flow. Yeah. And that's why I like them. I think is they just, they work so well mm-hmm. together, mm-hmm. but Oh yeah. That's, it's just so brilliant. The whole part where he's like, I was warming up your <laughs> glasses for you. I'm just like, who thinks of that? I was warming that? up the earpieces for you. <laughs> yeah. I was just moistening the tip for you on the cigarette. That grosses me out a bit, but such is. Just the that whole scene where Ross goes and gets the glasses and the cigarette and Dr. Green's in the hallway and Ross comes out. It's like, that will never not be so funny. Like, oh, it's yeah. just so good. So good. Where it's stuck in his tooth. <clears throat> it's just, I love it. Mm-hmm. it. It will always be good. And the way that they kept... Dr. Green and Sandra away from each other the whole episode. Like there's only two apartments. There's not far that they can go, but they made, they did such a good job at never bringing them together, but you could feel their presence both there. Oh, totally. It was like the tension was in each room. Yeah. For both of them. It was anxiety inducing, but in a fun way, not Uh in a bad way. No, 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 no. Definitely not a, uh, oh my gosh, Mrs. Geller way for me. She always brings me anxiety. Judy's way. Judy. Yeah. What are your thoughts on just surprise parties in general? So I'm a weird person in that I love a su- I love being surprised and I love surprising people. So I love surprise parties. Yeah. But if I were planning one for someone, it is so much work. It's so hard to surprise people. Yeah. I love a surprise party, but I am probably one of the most notorious people. Like you cannot surprise me. I would I would put money down on that. I would agree with you. You cannot surprise me. I will sniff things out. I have like some crazy psychic ability. I just know when things are happening. Yeah, same, same. I, I don't think when I was really little, I always wanted somebody to throw me a surprise party. Yeah. And I never got a surprise party. But I, well, I did like a few years ago, Paul, my husband, surprised me and took me to this trolley um, up north here. It's like a beer trolley. And a bunch of people just kept coming. And yeah, I was like, that's oh, fun. that's so nice. So like, that's the closest thing I've had to like a true surprise party. But yeah, I think it's really, especially with like technology, texting, you know. Now socials. we all share our locations. I don't do that. You don't do that? I do not do that. Graham and I, I share my locations with Graham and then a couple other people. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, 
I find it incredibly helpful. Really? One, Graham and I don't bug each other as much as like, where are you? Like, oh, he's still golfing or like, oh, she's still podcasting. Like it really saves some like back and forth. Where are you? But then also (laughs) like, especially if you're meeting up with your friends, you can just see like, oh, they haven't left yet. I have extra time. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's so funny. It's so helpful. I'm like the opposite where I'm like, I don't want you you don't want to know. No, I'm like, I, well, I just, I trust it. Sometimes I look it up and I'm like, I just wonder what so-and-so is doing. And I look. <laughs> That's why I don't want it. It's like, I don't want you to know what I'm doing. Well, if I'm getting raped, this is what I tell Graham. Oh I was like, God. if I'm getting raped, you need to know where I am. I mean, this is not untrue. Yeah. So yes, that is, that's valid. I can see you doing it with your partner and having that be like a total safety thing or your kids. Like if your kids have also like if you're on a group trip too, sharing it with your friends is super helpful. That is also good, especially if you're in like a foreign location. Okay. Okay. I'm, well, we won't be sharing locations then. No, you and no, I just, I don't, I don't know why. Like I don't share a whole ton on it, like social media. It's yeah. That's just my me. I'll think about it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Think about it. I did throw Graham a surprise party one time and it was very small. Uh-huh. It was when we lived in Fort Collins and that was a success, but it is so hard, right? Because that person is always like, asking everybody else what's going on yeah and then i had to be very clear of like it was like his mom his sister his brother and and um hannah and and i had to be clear of just like you know don't talk to him if he asks you what's going on just say you're busy and like he definitely got a little down but then they they all surprised him but it is hard because the person's also like well what's everyone else doing right okay so surprises we both have gone through engagements was your engagement a surprise um yeah i okay to an extent yeah Mm -hmm. like i had known it was coming because like obviously i gave him the exact ring that i wanted (laughs) i love that i know i did the same thing and so but as far as when it happened that was that was a surprise that's true but i had a funky feeling when we were like in seconds before you know what i mean yeah, 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 but you didn't like suspect it a whole while before or anything like that. No, not necessarily. No, mm-hmm. okay, that's good. So there's some true surprises still out there. I unfortunately knew. <laughs> oh well, okay. I which is not a bad thing. Also, no. I mean, we've been together for so long. We owned a home together. Like it, it was inevitable, right? So I was snooping. I'm going to totally admit this. I was a fully snooping one day when he was not home. And I looked in the drawer in our office and there was a ring or like a diamond appraisal in there. And I was like, he has the ring. Yeah. I never found the ring. Um, He kept it in his gym bag, which brilliant on his part, because I was never going to look there. Like as he was continuing to bring it to the gym to work out, he would bring it in his no, would he bring it in his car? I can't remember what he said, but he had it in his gym bag, and I think that was in our closet most of the time. I just was never going to look in his gym bag. Yeah. But the weekend he proposed, he told me not to make any plans, and I was like, why? And he's like, oh, I want to go to dinner with you. I'm like, uh, hmm, this is really fishy. So I thought it was going to happen at dinner, and he actually proposed in the morning, and he woke me up yeah. for the sunrise. So I'm like, okay, that was a true surprise. It was at your home in Oklahoma, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was nice. I do miss that house. It was a cool house. So anyways, very long, di- <laughs> like real divergence here on our Surprise. conversation. Welcome. Um, let's talk about the end. Yes. So the, I really like the bookends of the, of the episode, right? Book the front end. We're at the diner. Got all the friends. The end where they've got to 
say goodbye to the parents. Mm-hmm. They're basically playing keep away. It's it's pure like comedy gold. Love it. The guy's all dancing across the hall as Mr. Green goes across to get his jacket. I love that part. I thought that physical comedy was hilarious. So funny. And and then Phoebe coming out and she like tries to go open the door and then they yell at her again. <laughs> yes. And you can tell she's trying to laugh. You can tell. Or she's trying not to laugh. You can tell definitely like through that whole like section, they are really, really trying to hold it in. Yeah. I can't even imagine there. I don't remember any bloopers from this, but I can't even imagine there had to be bloopers. There had to have been, but I don't think there. There's not any on the official reel. Mm-mm, none that I've seen, but I, they had to have broken characters. And point. then at the end, as Doctor Green's yelling, Joey pulls Mrs. Green in because he needs to distract her. He pulls her in for a kiss. Oh my! I love how she goes limp. Yeah, like, her acting is great. Marlo Thomas is amazing. This is the best party I've been to in years. <laughs> Thank you from Monica. (laughs) Oh man. Um, Outfits. Okay. So this was interesting and I didn't catch this till I was doing a little bit of research, but but they, and I, I was watching and I was like, this is a fabulous episode for outfits. It is. They all wear green in the episode. And I think it's a tribute to the Rachel, to the green family. Oh, I, okay. So when I saw your note about that, I was like, oh yeah. Cause I, I noticed it with Rachel and Chandler when they're in the hall together. I was like, oh, they're both in like the similar green color. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that you say it, it's like, oh yeah, I didn't even think about everybody's in green and I didn't even think about it being related to the green family. That is, I like that. The best ones. So Phoebe's got like the sheer pink and green polka dot set. I actually really like it. I don't. I find it just really cool and interesting, and you really wouldn't see anything like that nowadays. You definitely wouldn't. I like the pants. I thought the pants are cool, but I just didn't. I, I love a good set. Yeah, you know? Okay. I love. I love the one one look monoc- um, the matching match set. Ugh, I just I think didn't like the polka dots. I think they're so cute. She wears it so well. She does wear stuff well. I have to give that to Lisa Kudrow. She does wear a lot well, but I just didn't. I, it it didn't hit me like Rachel's green dress or the satin dress for Monica. Like those Monica's, are... Yeah, the Sherbert satin dress is really good. I love that one. Monica, uh, Courtney Cox is one of the only people that can pull off satin. Oh, and right? look like. Right, the dress from New Year's, that mm-hmm. episode, the, the, silver the silver one, and you're just like, God, she is gorgeous. Rachel's dress is not my favorite. It's not my favorite shape on her, but she can pull it off. She pulls it off very well. Mm-hmm. Anybody else that's not Jennifer Aniston will look stupid in that dress. It will look like a paper sack. Um, I thought the parents looked real so good, like Rachel's dad in the like red, white nautical outfit. I so know. good. I, and of course, like he's talking about his boat. I was like, oh, this is great. Like character development, like the whole staff with... Um, Oh my gosh. What am I trying to say? Costumes. <laughs> the, the words. Co- the costume department? Yeah. Like they did a great job. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rachel's mom's pink jacket. Oh, she's just fabulous. A white sequin set. I love her. See, I love that set. That set I can get behind. You can get behind. Mm-hmm. Get that. Yep. Um, uh, Rachel's white blouse though, when she comes into the coffee shop talking oh, yeah. about her sister's graduation. Um, I, I remember this whole scene and I, I like did a double take cause I did not realize that those panels are sheer on her shoulders. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, that's pretty. And she has like the lacy bra, like that uh-huh. you would see today. Like the really pretty lacy bra detail under the white blouse and black skirt. Like it's really, really pretty. Yes. Love the lace. Finally, some good outfits. Thank I God. feel like we've been going through season two, just kind of like 
meh. Nah. Is there, they've all been just like basic, like, eh, it's okay. And maybe it's just because so much of it's coming back now. But these ones are like showstoppers. They're so good. Love and it. you know exactly what episode. Totally. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we are back to some background research. Okay, so this is our first appearance of Dr. Leonard Green. We've seen Sandra, but this is our first time meeting Leonard. I like that. Leonard. I like, I like that name, Leonard. Yes. So Leonard Green is played by Ron Liebman. And sadly, he actually passed oh. away in 2019. He was 82. I like him. I know. Me too. I think he's funny. What else has he been in? So I was looking at that. He actually wrote and started in his own show called Kaz. And it's about a uh, criminal turned attorney. Oh. And so I... I didn't really see if it got any accolades really, but um, he's been in a lot, a a lot of stuff. He's done, he's done a lot of stage acting as well as like TV and movie. He was actually in Garden State too. Um, But yeah, he's, he's really interesting. Both his parents were Russian Jewish immigrants and came to New York. Yeah. He's actually a true New Yorker. You you can tell for sure. He's got that. He's got that New Yorker vibe. He's got that edge. I love a New York edge. It depends. Really? I think it really depends. Like, do you think it depends on like where in New York you're from or just in No, I think if you use it as an excuse to be a complete asshole. Well, that's one thing. That's very true. (laughs) I can get on board with that. Um, I thought this was so interesting with him. He was offered this role, mm-hmm. turned it down. He, he, he's considered himself a serious actor and was uninterested in doing a silly t- TV sitcom. So funny. But then his daughter had found out that he was offered the role and she begged him to take it so that she could meet the cast of the show. Oh my God. I fucking love that. It's so good. And he's, he's so good. He's so in the good. Show. He, he and, and, um, Mar, what Margo, Thomas Marlo Thomas. Marlo Thomas like they're the best it's so hard because Elliot Gould Elliot, oh, Gould, is Elliot good. Gould is so good and uh, Christina Pickles yes they, they're just so good yeah they cast really well for the parents for mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm. I love that oh he didn't know this is funny he didn't know anything about the cast so when he met them for the first time he mistakenly assumed Lisa Kudrow was Jennifer Aniston oh good god I love that but as you should treat Lisa Kudrow as she, if she was Jennifer Aniston, you should. It's just funny. So that's so funny because he's talking to her about Rachel Green. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, why? Why are you talking to me about this? Um, so there's a point where Ross comes out and he's got the bifocals on and he's got the thing. <laughs> and Marlo Thomas comes up to him and is like, you wear bifocals? And he, he goes, Neil Sadaka wears them. And I'm like, who the hell is Neil Sadaka? No, I think he says, yes, a doctor wears them. No, he says Neil Sadaka. Are you sure? Yes. I I thought he goes, yeah, the doctor wears him. <laughs> he, that's not what he says. I'm pretty sure he says Neil Sadaka. That would just be what I a, don't think so, Natalie. I would put money down. I would I will bet. Bet a coffee. Neil's yeah, oh, Neil Sadaka wears them. Winner. I'm just looking on the Google. Okay. <laughs> well, I had no idea. I totally thought he was like, yeah, doctor wears him. <laughs> this is like, what is that? Like your misheard lyrics like or when something? You listen to songs. Yes. Oh my God. I need to go watch that now because <laughs> yeah. I watch it. The episodes with subtitles. Maybe I just missed that. Well, okay. I watch stuff with subtitles all the time too. And 
I know that you can actually get like a job doing subtitles and it irritates me when they get the subtitles wrong. Like I was watching something the other day and they got the subtitles completely wrong. And I was like, did you not like hear that? Did you, um, did you ever watch, uh, stranger things? Yes. I love stranger things. Do you watch with stranger things with subtitles? No. Oh, it, they have, um, they do some funny stuff with subtitles. Like, Goo eases out, oozes out in a creepily blah blah. Like they're very descriptive oh of God. like nonverbal things. That's it's really so really funny. good. They do a really good job with the subtitles. Just pay attention next time because they they everything that's like not verbal and it's more descriptive. They have really intricate descriptions of. Okay, I'm gonna do that now because I think that's really funny. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, Neil Sedaka, <laughs> um, he's a world renowned singer songwriter and pianist. Cool. I still don't believe you that that's what he says, but okay. Seriously? Oh my God. Okay. We're going to, I have, I have seen this episode so many times that I have never. Hey, I'm still coming to terms with the fact that I say resignate instead of resonate. Yeah. And I, I did it the other day at our book club and Tiana texted me and I was like, damn it, doing it again. So see, you just never know. Um, so Marlo Thomas revealed that when it was scripted that Joey was supposed to kiss Rachel's mom, that Matt LeBlanc like was super shy and asked her consent. And as she put it to really lay one on her. That's so cute. Cause he definitely does. Oh yeah. I love it. I would have been down for that if I were Marlo Thomas. But I feel like he's like this young actor and he like really respects her. Which I, is cool. I love that. I think that that's really sweet. So, but that kiss is great last thing we know we've talked about birthdays i just thought this was so interesting so rachel rachel green has had the most birthday parties on the show of anybody and so this episode she's celebrating her 28th birthday however she doesn't turn 29 until season five three years later it took another two years for rachel to turn 30 in season seven weren't they just 26 yeah jesus christ (laughs) like I, I just can't get that scene out of my head where uh, Phoebe's like, you could pass for 26. And then she goes, I am 26. That was literally just last season. Yeah. And now all of a sudden she's 28. Seriously, who is not paying attention to the dates? You know. Ugh, it's irritating. But it is super on brand that Rachel has the most, the most parties. Birthdays. I love that. And I wonder if that's because, well, yeah, the May... May her birthday is May 5th, so. Yeah. I wonder if that stays. And But then, yeah, on um, when she turns 30, her episode airs in, in February. Oh, Jesus. Uh, typical. Typical. Here we are. Okay, who gets your mug? I'm so curious. I went back and forth, but I think I have to give it to Ross. I picked Ross too. Did you really? Yeah. Okay. Because he is trying so hard. He's doing such a good job. He's doing the most. He's doing the most in a, in a good way. Like he's really trying to keep the peace and it's all for Rachel because he loves her. Yeah. And, and like outside of the storyline, like comedically that he's funny. He's so funny. Like, well, at least, you know, the dinosaurs on my table are already dead. Yeah. Like He's trying so hard and it's so funny. And his, his acting is really good because it is really awkward. Like it's he's not cringy, but you cringe because like cringe Rachel's, for him. You cringe for him because Rachel's dad hates him so much. Absolutely. So, yes. I say honorable mention to Phoebe because she's shepherding people. I was going to have a say, good time. Yeah. She's like, I will get you out. Yeah. 
<laughs> These people work all week. They need to, they deserve to have some fun. That was the like best explanation. And I was like, hell yeah, I'm not, I don't want to come to a party on a Saturday night and be bored AF. I don't want to play in a boggle tournament. No, no, not no. my idea of a fun night. Who's taking your wind? I have to give it to Monica. Yeah. I was, I was like, you have to give it to Monica. She's, no one could like, you're planning the worst party ever yeah and i think that this episode is designed to make her be the bad guy like there isn't like no yeah they're definitely throwing her under the bus here totally she has to be the the bad guy she has to be the villain of this she has to be the foil to joey and chandler yes exactly i love it i'm i can guess what you're gonna give this sandwich rating what's your rating i think i give this a four it's a high four though yeah i i could be convinced to give it a five but i know my fives yeah Mm. i'm giving it a five i think i can give it a five i'm giving it a five like it's it's definitely in my pantheon of like top five episodes for sure there's nothing about this episode that i dislike like it's hilarious i'm just trying to think like and it's so rewatchable like yeah this there's not a lot of friends episodes like now that we're doing the rewatch especially through season two season two is not as good as i thought it was right right this episode is like one of the most rewatchable, good, best episodes. Agreed. I could watch this one again and again. So yeah, this is our first, is this our first five of the season? Yeah. <gasps> wow. We're not as cynical as maybe I thought we were, but we're, we're going to see how that is when we come back and we yeah. re rate everything. So the next episode is the one with the chicken pox. Oh my gosh. I know exactly which one this is. I only know a little bit, so I have to figure it out. This is going to be fun. All right, you guys, that was the Pivot Podcast. You can rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Follow along on Instagram at the Pivot Pod and email us at Don't Take My Wind with all your questions, comments, concerns. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.